So, Megan Fox is officially engaged to Machine Gun Kelly. I know. It's just two white celebrities that got engaged. You know, there's nothing big to it. But there is one thing that I found to be particularly interesting. While Machine Gun Kelly did not just propose with one but two rings, the two of them, and I kid you not, this is actually something that they did, decided to drink each other's blood right after the proposal. As in, what the bloody hell? No pun intended, actually. Just no pun intended. Just wanted to get that one out of the way. Like, why in the hell would these guys, out of everything that, you know, you hear Hollywood people being accused of, decide to drink each other's blood? Like, I can understand the two rings thing. Like, this guy decided to propose with two rings and his justification was simple. It was that he wanted to be married to this woman, not just in this world, but in the next. Like, in the next life, he wants to be there with her you know, every single time. Like, he wants to be with Megan Fox, you know, until eternity. Kinda unlike the Transformers series, but that's a story for another day. That one, you can kind of take it and, you know, just overlook it. You know, it makes sense. It sounds like bullshit because, you know, like maybe in the afterlife, there's hotter, nicer babes. But, you know, what? we'll just leave it at that. Like, the both of y'all decide to drink blood. Now... If y'all remember, back in like 08, 09, all the way till like 2014, 2015, 2016 there, there was this whole talk of Hollywood and the music industry and the Illuminati and how it's taken over that and apparently it's this big thing. And it was a massive conspiracy up until people got bored of it. Now, when you read headlines like this, when you read about such stories, when you listen to people doing this for each other and they are famous rich celebrities in Hollywood and or the music industry. You can kind of see why it is that in as much as it's lost a lot of its like psych and fire, these stories are going to continue going along because this is going to be termed as a blood sacrifice or some sort of a blood ritual, especially if someone now adds like a detail like, oh no, they drank it off of a skull or, or you know, like there was a fire all around them or some shit. It's going to be turned into some form of a blood ritual which they will claim is used to, I don't know, redeem what certain soul and, you know, uh, Megan Fox's MK Ultra programming, blah, blah, bloody blah. And, and, and Machine Gun Kelly seems to be going through transhumanism, blah, blah. Like, such details are the ones that continue to make us believe that there is an Illuminati in Hollywood in the music industry because we are having trouble with people who are doing such, not just uncouth things, but they're incredibly creepy. Like, how the fuck did blood become something that people would just drink openly and they're not from the Maasai community and shit? Like, is it that being weird and being crazy and being creepy has just become the new norm? Like, this is madness. But anyways, that madness aside, I will leave it at that and actually move on to something which I should be doing properly, which is properly moral, like the podcast, because, you know, fortunately we don't have any blood or any drinking. And I should have probably started it by now, so I might as well do it in my very typical fashion, where I start by saying, Welcome to Break Time on West Side, your number one break time podcast, coming to you from Nairobi, Kenya. The man on the mic is a man who does not do blood, nor does he do Bloody Mary. Like, fuck I look like, mosquito or some shit? 
He's a man who once believed that Bukaki was a Japanese form of martial arts. It is none other than your tall, dark, and mildly handsome man, Sir Denver B. The show is Battle of the Sexes, our weekly love, sex, and relationships show, where I get to talk about relationships and cheating, and someone might disagree with what I talk about when it comes to relationships and cheating. We might disagree a bit, but usually at the end of the episode, I almost always have a conclusion. And if you do agree with that conclusion, or if you do disagree with that conclusion, or if you feel like there is something else that we should probably discuss within this realm, then the place to hit me up at is on IG. The DMs are always open. At Breaktime on website is the IG handle to hit me up on. On Facebook, the page to hit me up on is also Breaktime on Westside. And on Twitter, you can slide into my personal DMs, which is at D. And I'd be more than happy and more than willing to actually get into a nice discussion. Hell, it might even turn it to a debate. Hell, I might actually put it on the podcast. And even better, I might probably just rubbish everything and come up with some opinion that no one is going to agree with like i actually do kind of like that shit sometimes anyways that aside we should move it on to our main topic of today but before we get to do that i want us to talk about the kenyan court system for a little bit or at least a certain petition that's been submitted to the kenyan court system uh through a certain case that's running which i feel like might be one of the most game-changing petitions that we have had for a very very long time now a woman has filed a petition in court seeking to be allowed to offer conjugal visits to her incarcerated husband who happens to be in prison now the woman who is suing the attorney general argues that her husband erastus odiambo who is currently serving a 20-year sentence for murder should not be denied the right to intimacy and procreation simply because he is behind bars Now, the guy was arrested in 2018 after he shot and killed his second wife, uh, a lawyer known by the name of Linda Wanjiku, in Buruburu in Nairobi. Now, in an affidavit, the lady, who's known as Ogembo, through her lawyer, argues that she has sexual needs that need to be met and that she intends to sire more children with her husband. As such, she should not be barred from getting intimate with him despite his current predicament. Now, she similarly added that the decision not to set aside quarters for conjugal visits at the correctional facility holding her husband is going against her rights as a woman. And I've got to be very honest, like, for the typical lawyer that would read a story such as this, there's this whole thing about it sets a precedent on prisoners' rights, which means that people might actually use this case if it actually goes through to... to actually petition that prisons have you know conjugal meeting places where prisoners can go and fuck their wives but that aside considering that most of us aren't really lawyers per se i need to start mentioning a bunch of things first of all i think it's wrong that she said women's rights because you know it would work as conjugal rights but i don't think her right as a woman is to be fucked but that aside that aside i believe this woman deserves an amazing award for being the most loyal wife in existence right now like she is the most loyal wife in the 2020s and hell even the 2010s because i do not think that any woman in this day and age after their man has been incarcerated especially for a 20-year stint for killing the second wife not the first one because she was the first can actually be like you know what i still want to see my husband i still want to be with my husband i still want to fuck him like most of them would move on and look for another man or you know say that men are shit and stop dating and shit but this one actually stuck around to the point where she's actually gone and gotten her own lawyer 
to go and petition the court system to actually allow her to go and get fucked by this man like this is proper 21 questions vibes like i bet 50 cent and the late nate dog you know may his soul rest in peace and shit are very happy reading such shit like if you guys actually listen to 21 questions 50 cents verse usually the first one usually says if i fell off tomorrow would you still love me if i didn't smell so good would you still hug me then this other part comes in where he's like if i got locked up and sentenced to a quarter century could i count on you to be there to support me mentally like this babe actually managed to do it she's actually shown how loyal she can be like that shit is mad like i feel like she's either the most loyal woman or this man is probably having the best dick or the most exceptional skills in the bedroom because i don't see what else would make a woman be so loyal stay so faithful and stick with a man to the point where she's like you know what i'm not gonna screw anyone else while my husband is locked inside considering that you can go and screw just about anyone else and you know no one will judge you for that shit and you decide to drop all of that shit and you're like you know what? i still want to screw my man like that's special that is absolutely special although it does make me wonder if the woman actually was the one that killed this other woman and the husband took the fall for it because if that was the case then probably that would justify it to a certain degree but still damn like this kind of loyalty i have never seen like i have never seen i have never heard of it i have never experienced it it's usually the oh i stayed with him from when he was broke like that one's basic this this is the gold standard right here like i don't think any of you can fully contemplate how big of 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 a step this is you know whether legal or anything but from a relationship standpoint like yo i have mad respect for this woman like she has set the standard that i think most women should use to measure their loyalty if you're not loyal enough that you'd stick with your man even though he's in prison to the point where you can try to get him conjugal visits then fuck that shit like you can call yourself loyal but if you're not this woman's kind of loyal then are you really loyal at all in the first place food for thought like just something for you to think about for a bit but that aside i will leave it at that and move it on to our main topic of today and while i was thinking about what to discuss for this episode i remember the conversation that i was having with a certain friend of mine from a different country now at some point we ended up talking about relationships and she was telling me about how she cannot for the life of her date a kenyan guy like she can't date a guy from kenya and more specifically from nairobi and it did kind of make me feel a little dumbfounded for a little bit because i was like like you spend a lot of your time here like why wouldn't you want to date a kenyan guy why wouldn't you want a nairobi guy like what's so wrong with us but the funny thing is i was having another conversation with another female friend of mine from another country and she kind of echoed the same exact thing and weirdly enough even kenyan babes are like you know what i do not want to deal with nairobi guys and normally this would be the point in time where i'd be like oh you know you'll have it wrong us guys are good we're pretty nice y'all are just believing in stereotypes blah 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 but the truth is i honestly didn't even feel like trying to defend the guys at this point i decided to try and find out why because i figured you know what probably this is a problem with the guys but i went to the guys and i suddenly got the same exact reaction but now towards the babes are like oh bro dating nairobi women is hard dating nairobi women is a scam like i wouldn't want to date a babe from nairobi and i'm like why and 
all of these people, whenever I ask them why, they'd always come back to this whole thing of people just cheat a lot. Like Kenyans, just Nairobians cheat so much and they do it like it's such a normal thing that you even get scared of actually getting into a relationship with one person even though they tell you that they're going to be faithful because you've seen it, you've heard of it being done so much that you're almost scared of actually getting into a relationship. And I kind of understood that because to a pretty huge degree, it is part of the reason why there's so many guys that don't want to date right now. There's so many babes that aren't open to the idea of dating a Kenyan guy or a Nairobi guy for that matter. And that includes Nairobians themselves. So I started to think about it and I asked myself, why is it that there's such a weird dating culture here where it is people are just open and they're normalized to the idea of cheating? And I thought about it for a while. I when I talked to some people, I did, you know, my own personalized kind of research and I came down to like four main reasons. All right. Because when I thought about it, I was like, you know, this is something that's been normalized. So what made it become such a normalized thing? You know, what normalized the idea of cheating? Because people cheat everywhere. So why is it that us Nairobi people, us Kenyans are looked at as people that do it so damn much? And why is it that we actually do do it so damn much collectively as a people? So I ended up coming up with about four main reasons. Now, first of all, I have to say this, and this is a bit controversial, but I think Pine and Kingangi in the morning on Classic 105 is a pretty big reason for all of this. Like, it sounds completely out of the gate. It might not make sense, but just give me a second and let me explain this for like a minute or two. Now, Mine and Kingang in the morning, for those of y'all that don't know if you're not in Kenya, if you don't listen to Kenyan radio, are a radio show that happens in the morning, Monday to Friday from 6 to 10 on the Classic 105 radio station. Now, these guys are known for doing all sorts of things, but they're primarily known for their relationship topics. Hell, even Battle of the Sexes episode 96 actually had its main topic come from a conversation that happened on one of their radio shows. Now, any person who's been in Nairobi for a couple of years who has used some form of public transportation or another has at least listened to them at least once in their lives. And these guys discuss a lot of relationship topics, but it's mostly centered around cheating. It's mostly centered around some form of relationship issue and a majority of those issues revolve around infidelity. Now, if you discuss it long enough, and people are like, oh, these men always cheat, these men always cheat, then more and more guys might actually start thinking, you know what, if the rest of the guys are doing it, then it's probably okay if I do it as well. And at some point, as that was starting to become normalized, the babes started cheating as well. The stories of the babes doing it as much also started creeping up. And more and more people now started knowing, my goodness, babes are doing it as well, and they might even be worse at it. So now, it's like on one side there's the guys that are cheating and you know they might be having their fun and then there's the babes that are like you know what the guys are cheating as well so i might as well do it and honestly i feel like that makes up one reason for it now the second reason is there's a lot of hype and there's a lot of following the masses that goes around in nairobi like nairobi is one place that is chock full with groupies like people will do shit just because other people are doing it not because they like it not because they resonate with what it is that's there. Like people just do it because other people are doing it. And of late, cheating has become one of those things. 
people have spoken about how so and so is cheating on so and so and you find that it's a group of people that are busy doing it and you might be the one person that probably might not even be down for that shit but because you've noticed that there's some shorty that's been stealing glances at you or there's some guy that's been trying to hit on you and you're in a relationship but your friends are all doing it and they're like well we won't say it if you don't like they push you and and all of a sudden it's like you're influenced and you start doing it and this whole thing of just following the masses oh you know but this guy cheats and this guy cheats and this guy cheats and this babe cheats and this babe cheats so i can probably do it as well and that's something that's made a lot of people do it because they think that everyone's doing it so it's probably okay and the weird thing is even though people are told just because everyone's doing it doesn't make it right people still do it like weirdly enough people will still do it then the other reason and this one i'd probably say has influenced the babes even more than anything it's the belief of one upping the other side this whole statement of what a man can do a woman can do better this whole thing of he thinks he's the player but i'm the coach he thinks he's the player but i'm the leader of the team like that shit has driven so many women into actually doing it into actually cheating and being promiscuous in their relationships and commitments that it's becoming a little too much like you're listening to how some shorty is like oh but my man's been cheating for five years but but i just started cheating for a couple of months with this other guy like who the fuck justified it based off of that but still you will find that there's a ton of women that are doing it because either guys are doing it or you're finding that even other women are telling other babes you know what guys have been doing this for years you might as well do it as well and hell this guy probably won't even find out and that's probably one of the things that's driven so many babes to actually doing it weirdly enough also guys actually involved in this but i feel like this is something that happens with babes a hell of a lot more then last but not least there's the belief that everyone does it like that's the belief that kind of kickstarts this entire cycle that justifies reasons one two and three and pretty much makes this entire thing feel like a cycle the belief that because all these people that call in on mine and kingangi in the morning and talk about their relationship stories and who they're cheating with or the fact that their partner's cheating makes it seem as though everyone's doing it you know the hype and watching your friends do it and their friends and their girlfriend's friends and their friends girlfriends doing it makes it seem as though everyone's doing it the the fact that you're seeing that your gender or the other gender is busy talking about how they do it a hell of a lot more and you know you want to show that you're the beast in this shit makes you think that everyone's doing it so you might as well show that you're really good at it like all of this comes down to that one thing that belief that everyone does it that belief that everyone cheats like i recently watched a snippet of a podcast which i might probably even use for next week's battle of the sexes episode where this babe was saying that she believes that relationships and marriages are a scam because at some point one of y'all is going to cheat and that was what she believed like that's the shit that is making it so hard to actually have good long-lasting relationships in nairobi because at the end of the day everyone believes that either someone in that relationship is cheating or that everyone in relationships cheats and that shit is what's wrecking our belief in relationships right now like that shit is also what's justifying other people and going and openly cheating even when they've just gotten into a relationship and they're technically expected to be in the honeymoon stage like there's people that are cheating right now because they believe that everyone does it 
so they should be allowed to do it as well as long as no one else finds out and honestly that shit is what makes the rest of the people that aren't from nairobi that aren't kenyans look at us look at how we're behaving and second guess the idea of actually having a relationship or having some form of a commitment with a kenyan guy or gal and even though that doesn't mean that it's the truth for all of us the majority of us that talk are the ones that are a part of that side of our society and guess what because they're the ones that talk and because they're the ones that talk the loudest they are used as a representation of the majority of us as kenyans and as nairobians so maybe now the question that i can probably ask that i should probably ask is can we actually change that stereotype can we actually advance it and make it better and the truth is even for me in my most idealistic times as someone who likes to be an idealist in a lot of situations i honestly don't think that we can actually make it better at least not right now like we can make it better in future but that's something that to be quite honest with the way people are doing it nowadays i don't know it seems a bit bleak for me and in conclusion i'm just going to say this in this podcast for the past two and a half years that i've been doing it i've been saying one thing very consistently as much as possible which is that i do not endorse cheating now i seek to understand it a lot of the time and sometimes i even do understand it and sometimes it might even seem justifiable but i never usually endorse cheating and call me old fashioned call me backwards call me an idealist but i honestly don't see why you have to do it even though it might seem like it's such a good thing because at the end of it there's a lot of very strong bonds that end up being wrecked by it on top of that you end up hurting people and of course you know the saying hurt people hurt people but even a little more than that if you try and you make a logical argument for it and you say that you know probably it's easier especially for us guys cuz when we get into a commitment we automatically become hotter you know scientifically and statistically proven even though it is the easier route like who says that it's the best route to take sometimes the harder route is the better route it might not be as good feeling at that time but the benefits might actually far outweigh the consequences of actually doing the opposite and possibly getting caught or even though you don't get caught the consequences that can fall within it although then again for those of you that actually do practice it for those of you all that are okay with it i would like to ask the question is it that you're doing it because you like it is it because it's something that you actually wanted to do out of your own free will or have you been influenced by the people around you or the media around you into believing that because everyone does it or because every guy does it or babes nowadays do it that it's suddenly okay for me to do it as well i don't know maybe that should be a question that you should ask yourself and you know if you feel like giving feedback then you can because the dms are open on ig on facebook and on twitter you can hit me up with your feedback on this cuz we have come to the end thank you so much for listening all the way till the end and if you are listening through castbox feel free to drop your thoughts and comments below and i will attend to them accordingly if you are listening through some app that allows for ratings and reviews a nice rating and or review will be highly appreciated and i will catch you guys on the next break <laughs>